WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Three Point Conversion. I'm, of course, your host, Carson Kiel, joined by Adam Hambright. And let's get right into it because a uh, busy week, if you, if I say so myself. I'll start off with the XFL. Of course, they, they wrapped up their regular season with, you know, four games, uh, two of them being very important when it came to the playoffs. Uh, but let's get into the first one, Orlando at St. Louis on Saturday. Yeah, so Orlando goes on the road, faces St. Louis. St. Louis, best fans in the XFL, you know, continuously packing that stadium. St. Louis wins this game 53-28. to uh, You would have hoped that the uh, defense had held uh, Orlando a little bit lower. They might be in the playoffs right now if you looked at how all the tiebreakers went. But St. Louis, definitely a strong end to the season. They ended up, A.J. McCarron, 28 of 35, 420 yards, six passing touchdowns. First quarterback in XFL history to throw for six touchdowns in a single game. And then um, with the Guardians, Quentin Dormandy went 18 of 24, 188 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Francois got in there, 10 of 17, 93 yards, one touchdown, but did throw two interceptions. Then they also had a third quarterback, Mac Brown, get in. Uh, one of two, but St. Louis won the game. They were the first game of the weekend, so mm-hmm. they had to win. If Seattle would have lost, they would have been in, the obviously. Um, with the tiebreaker situation, they scored enough points, but they needed to hold Orlando to a little bit less. What ended up happening, it went all the way to a tiebreaker to where it was basically who gave up more points in the season, and that's what ultimately makes uh, St. Louis go home. Now, we could talk about if maybe they should uh, change the playoff format. <laughs> yeah, but, we'll, we'll get to that later because I, I think yeah. there's some fans who are just crying that the yeah. team wasn't as good. Yeah. Uh, but then D.C. at San Antonio. D.C. weirdly kind of just like barely winning these games. Yeah, I think part of it has something to do with, you know, they're already in the playoffs. They've known for a while they're going to be in. Now, does this spell like a forward upset once we get in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe. But they are 9-1. They did win the game. San Antonio looked a lot better, you know, in this game than they had. Um, But, you know, San Antonio, they needed this game. Badly. They needed to win this game. They lose by one point. You know, they almost complete the comeback. And, you know, if they had won – um, we'll get into the other game later, but they were another team that could have forced or went into tiebreakers. I didn't really look up if they would have made it with all the tiebreakers or anything, but Santonio needed to win this game to have a shot at the playoffs. They lose 29-28. Uh, Jordan Tayamu for D.C., 15-22, 271 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Derek King also got in, three of four, only 33 yards, but he didn't turn the ball over. Now for... San Antonio, Jack Cohn, 34 of 48, 312 yards, but he couldn't get a passing touchdown. So, yeah, it, it's like, I don't know, it feels like St. Louis, not St. Louis, but San Antonio, all this season, it feels like pieces have been there, but it, like it never clicked. I don't get that. Yeah, they were they were they were so close. Obviously, you know, three and seven record, you know, looks bad. But like this game, against the best team in the league. Yeah, losing by one point. Yeah, I mean, go back and look. Basically, it was like one possession games. That was yeah. really it. It's like it, it, it's like I feel like next season they could be a, a team that 
they're a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, we'll and, definitely have to keep an eye on them. And then uh, a, a preview, possibly, uh, really, uh, when it comes to uh, let me grab, grab this picture of the right home team, Houston at Arlington. Uh, allow, this allows you know with it, with that DC uh, win over San Antonio. Arlington sneaks in with a four and six record yep. to the playoffs. Yeah, so they get in at four and six. Now this is where some people have an issue with the playoff format, with it being you know the top two in each division, which the USFL does the same thing. Right. But if they had went with just top four best teams, then St. Louis would have got in there. Um, you would have had St. Louis with that fan base. Would they have been able to travel? Because I don't know exactly how it would have worked out if they would have hosted or not. Um, Obviously, that's not the format, so it doesn't really matter. But four and six getting into the playoffs, they're about to play the same team they just played. Houston just beat them at their place 25 to nine. They're going to play in Houston next week. You know, it just, you would have wanted to see a team getting into the playoffs, like come in like a little hotter than Arlington has. I don't really, I mean, We'll see how they play next week, but I don't really yep. see them doing anything once they get into the playoffs. But with Houston, Cole McDonald, 10 of 11, 120 yards. It's, you know, it was a very standard, you know, easygoing game for them. Jeremy Cox uh, running back for Houston, 21 of 120. That is good. I think this is like two games lately that he's went over 100 rushing yards. If he can keep doing that in the playoffs, maybe they could – make a run like maybe in that championship I do think they're going to win next week I'll go ahead yeah. and say that playing the same team but if they can get that running game going that'll that'll be huge once they get into a championship game yeah it will be uh, but again I it just this feels like this was like just I, I don't see I don't see Arlington winning I don't see them winning next week it's just it's just uh, I don't know I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, I, w- I will say in this game, uh, Luis Perez, twenty-two of thirty-six, two hundred and five yards, no touchdowns. He did throw one interception. If he plays, I mean, he didn't play terrible. Take away that turnover, maybe he plays a little bit better once it's playoff time. Right. We don't know, but right now, Arlington does not. If, to me, they're not a real playoff team. I don't think they should be in the playoffs, but that's how the playoff format is. They're getting in. Maybe they'll, you know, make the upset. I just don't see it happen. Yeah. All right. And let's talk about that last game, the one that was a very important. Vipers are at Seattle, so Vegas traveling all the way to the rainy city. I mean, yeah. I guess it was a game, definitely. Um, Seattle wins. They get in the playoffs. You have a lot of St. Louis melts down. Uh, you can still feel the radiation effects from here, I guess. I mean, it was an okay game, in my opinion. It wasn't super great, but it's like still Seattle kind of manages to will their way into the playoffs, and they're going to be facing D.C. Yeah, Vegas kept it close for a half. You know, it's only 6 nothing at halftime. Seattle, another team, needed to win, especially after already seeing St. Louis win. They knew exactly what they had to do. They knew what kind of point totals they needed, what to hold Vegas to to get in the, into the playoffs. They end up getting in with, you know, Seattle, Ben DiNucci in this game, 26 of 41, 339 yards, three touchdowns, but also two interceptions. He has been prone to throw interceptions all season. We'll see how he plays in the playoffs. They will have to go on the road to D.C., so they're not going to have that home field advantage. D.C., I feel, 
might have like the second best home field right now, uh, yeah, fan wise and everything. Um, right behind St. Louis, but we don't get to see St. Louis in the playoffs. You know, that's uh, maybe if maybe if AJ McCarron wasn't hurt going into that second Seattle yeah. game, but we don't know. Seattle kind of looks like the better team, better than St. Louis right now. Um, it would have been nice to see, you know, that another rematch between them, but we won't. But Vegas, you know, all season, you know, they looked at least in the bottom two of the league. Them and Orlando's looked pretty bad. Obviously, San Antonio and Arlington's not blowing them out of the water. But this last game, like Orlando looked like they were improving, Yeah, you know, these last few weeks. Obviously, they beat D.C. and they've been in a couple close ones. But this game, uh, Jalen McClendon, quarterback for Vegas, 6 of 21. He did throw for 201 yards on the six completions. But that's just that's, – That's awful. Yeah. Like, that's, like, pool-worthy. Yeah, and then you were like, oh, maybe they could run the ball. No. Leading rusher, John Lovett, seven carries, 30 yards. Yeah, that, that was their top rusher. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, not exactly uh, hot stuff <laughs> coming from this game. So, yeah. All right, let's talk about the XFL Week 2. Uh, let's get it right into that. So, first game, let's grab that. I was at this one. I was at the two Saturday games. Houston – just just barely loses to New Orleans in a in a basically a shootout of a game. Yeah, so this game, Houston played a lot better than they did week one. That was good to see. Now New Orleans, you know the only issue with the game was there were hardly any fans in the stands. You know I'll disagree. I think I think there was at least a thousand New Orleans fans. Okay. I saw a lot of breakers t shirts. Okay. You know when, with me, I wasn't at the game in person. You know, I'm watching it on TV. So, like, from yeah. what, what it looked like on TV, it did not look like a lot of fans were there. It did not look like a lot of New Orleans fans to me. Now, they probably had more than Houston. You were there. You probably got a better look at it. So, they do have some fans traveling yes. to come see the game. Um, it would be better to have, you know, more fans overall. But that's, you know, what, what can we expect when we're still doing, you know, part hub system now? For New Orleans, uh, Bethel Thompson, 23 of 34, 251 yards, two touchdowns. You know, quarterback play so far has been pretty good mm-hmm. in these leagues, minus a couple of teams that we'll get into in a little bit. But, you know, he's playing good. Then also they had Hills running the ball, 18 carries, 110 yards, three touchdowns. They are – they could be, you know, a, before the season, you know, Birmingham and – um, Philadelphia were kind of like the one-two, yeah. like what they were looking at. New Orleans putting on a strong show. Like the first game against Pittsburgh, not that good. I'll talk about New Orleans in, in yeah. our week three preview because I, I have yeah. some opinions. But I want to say <clears throat> at, the, at the press conference after for these two, uh, for this game, both coaches felt like they barely, either they lost by a hair or they won by a hair. Yeah. It was very obvious. Uh, especially with Curtis Johnson. And, and he, yeah, you could feel the disappointment in his voice. Like he was like he, he, he like if it was just like a few more plays, and like a, an example of this, uh, did you, I guess did you did you get to watch this game by chance? Yeah, I got I got to catch like the second half. Okay, it. so then you saw the um, the first down that they yep. that New Orleans got by the by the, Mark Thompson, who was actually became a last minute inactive. Uh, he caused that, and it was just like. You know, if that doesn't happen, I mean, New Orleans got a touchdown yeah. because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's just like there's those little things in the game where I was like, oh, wow, you know. Yeah. And it was just – again, I, I'm as a Birmingham fan, I'm not I'm not saying Houston's like the almighty, but 
I am if I'm I'm very concerned when it comes to this game. Like this could be a challenge along with New Orleans. Yeah, unlike both, Memphis. <laughs> but both these teams, you know, have been obviously New Orleans that first week. They were kind of, you know, trying to feel least fill out the game. They were playing um, Pittsburgh, I believe. I believe that was mm-hmm. the first game. Obviously, yes. a very, you know. It wasn't a very entertaining game. Pittsburgh yeah. might be the worst team in the USFL. No, no, no. We'll talk about Memphis. <laughs> that will be a good game when they play each other. Yes. We'll, we'll see what happens. But Houston played a lot better than the, they did in week one. Um, the problem with them, the turnovers. Yeah. You know, Behar, 18 of 30, 266 yards. Did have three touchdowns, but then three interceptions. Yeah. Well, you can't do that, especially when you're playing, like, these upper-level teams in the league. So we'll see if they can correct that. But they did have a 94-yard rushing performance from Pledger. He did have the one touchdown. It'll be it'll be good to see them going forward, see if they can overcome, you know, these first two losses. Because it looks to me like they're on the upswing going, going forward. Hmm. I agree. So then uh, we have Memphis comes to Birmingham. And a game where the Memphis there's there's Memphis did score points, but the the yeah. Memphis offense scored zero points. Yeah, it was this was a complete masterclass by Birmingham in this game yes. defensively, pitching the shutout late into the game. They did get the safety, obviously. Um, Memphis did to get the two points on yeah. for their defense. Now, this is what you were alluding to. Memphis might be the worst team. I, after this game, it's hard to disagree with you. But Pittsburgh's not looking too hot either. So when Pittsburgh and Memphis play, maybe that'll be a good game. I don't know. But this game, Memphis first year in the USFL, this go around. You know, they, they didn't uh, have the team last year. Um, they got introduced to the Birmingham-Memphis rivalry. Yes. And, you know, obviously this Stallions team – Hasn't really had that. And it's Stallions team that's currently down a little bit because they yeah. lost Bo Scarborough. They've lost Marlon Williams. They've lost Bobby Hawley. They've lost Jamar Smith. They lost Scooby Wright. I mean, I can, I, like, again, that's a lot of your starters, and they yeah. go out and they go out and get people, and people step up. I mean. Yeah. This isn't a 100% Stallions team, and I don't know what the talk was in the locker room, but, you know, we talked about it last show. Yeah. How Birmingham and Memphis, those two cities, they don't like each other. You go to college, you go. To soccer games yeah. like uh, the, the G League, those teams like yeah. none, all these teams, they don't like each other. The cities don't like each other. Obviously, this is the first matchup between these two particular mm-hmm. teams, and Birmingham just demolished them. Now, next season, if there is a third season, maybe Memphis can use this as motivation. But well, Birmingham, I mean, they're going to be playing again later this season. Well, yes, yeah. I should remember that they will have a second matchup. I'm just saying right now. I don't think that this team, the way it's currently constructed, is going to be able to compete in that game. Even though they will have it at home, they will have some fans. Hopefully the fans have not abandoned the team at that point. But we'll see. But, you know, Birmingham, um, McGue, 21 of 28, 301 yards, four touchdowns. And then you go uh, rushing the ball, you know. There's a contrary white who was who sat out last week's game. <laughs> yeah, he got in. He played extremely well. Eight car- only eight carries for 72 yards, two touchdowns, and then Marble, 16 carries for 68 yards. You know, in this game at least, Birmingham could throw the ball. They could run the ball. <laughs> Their defense was they, dominant. They, they carved up Memphis. That's you know, exactly what happened. This kind of just solidified to me. I know they still have to play some of the better teams in the league. Right. 
But to me, this kind of just solidifies in my head how I think Birmingham is the number one team in the USFL right now. Obviously, defending champions. We'll see how it comes when they play, you know, Michigan and you know some of these better. Teams. And they have a possible challenge for New Orleans this week, which we'll yes. get to later. Yeah, that'll be a good game. All right, New Jersey uh, comes to Pittsburgh. Of course, both of these teams will be sharing a hub, but still. Uh, this was a this was a game until the end. The, the first three, the first two quarters and a half was not great, and then it, then it just picked up for New Jersey. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Like I was saying, you know, they kind of looked. Maybe they did not look as bad as Memphis this week because of how good their defense played and how close they kept it. You know, until that fourth quarter, but. Pittsburgh won one game last year. Obviously, there's a lot of new faces up there, but they only won one game. It was against Houston. I don't think they can beat Houston this year, but even if they did, they're not going to have that game until almost the end of the season. So this will be very interesting if Pittsburgh can win a game. Like I'm saying, Pittsburgh, once they play Memphis, might be good. But in this game, it looked like they had a shot. New Jersey just kind of picked up some steam at the end. You know, they got some breaks. They got some turnovers. But – for New Jersey, uh, Johnson, 9 of 13, 100 yards. Not a great day passing the ball. They did have uh, Victor, 15 carries, 71 yards, and then Davis, 8 carries for 21. You know, they, they had a lot of different guys running the ball in this game. You know, I don't know how good New Jersey is going to be going forward because. Yeah, I mean, I'm still mixed on New Jersey. We'll have to see how they play because, you know, they they won this week against Pittsburgh, but we don't really know. Pittsburgh doesn't look good. Yeah. Pittsburgh and Memphis don't look good. So we really can't take too much out of these early games like when New Jersey winning. Now, Birmingham with the domination that they had against Memphis looks a lot better. You know, if, if Birmingham had went into that game mm-hmm. against Memphis and it was, you know, 6-3 late in the game, then you'd have some questions about Birmingham. But, no, they, you know, they went out, dominated New Jersey. You know, if they don't, you know, get those breaks at the end, you know, they, they might have lost this game. I mean, obviously, Pittsburgh didn't score again, but, you know, good on Pittsburgh's defense, at least keeping them in the game. Yeah. All right, and then let's talk about the last one. Uh, Michigan versus Philadelphia. Um, I, I, I'm starting to get weird feelings about Philadelphia this year. I, I don't know, because, like, I, I think everyone kind of had them as, like, the definitive two or three, and it's just like – you have this somewhat kind of close to a blowout loss against Michigan, and then you you have a a near Memphis comeback. Yep. It's just like eh. so, so. So that first game they had the first game of the season, right? right? And they're playing Memphis. Memphis, their first game. You know they have fans like that. That that stadium was probably the best attendance I'd seen. You know this season mm-hmm. at least in that in that stadium up there. They had a good lead. Memphis comes back, almost pulls up the upset. And now you see Philadelphia in the second game going up against Michigan. Now, Michigan looks really good. They looked really good, um, you know, both weeks, I think. And, you know, it's not – at least they didn't lose 42-2, to two, you know. <laughs> at least they didn't – you know, they lost 24-10. Love for Michigan, 15 of 30. He, so, he did, you know, 50% completions. You know, he, doesn't, he didn't have the best day. One touchdown, two interceptions. Philadelphia's defense. It seems to me that, you know, in this game, a couple other games, you know, in week one, the quarterbacks, they looked a lot 
more cleaner in that game. I don't know if this is the quarterbacks getting nervous or if it's the defense kind of catching up after a week of, mm-hmm. of action. But, you know, um, love through two interceptions in this game uh, that kind of kept Philadelphia in it. Um, Corbin rushing the ball, 11 carries, 131 yards. That's what you kind of want to be worried about right now. Yeah. If you're playing Michigan, is that running attack? They looked very good in this game. Corbin's a very strong runner. We'll see you going forward. And now with Philadelphia, Cook is 29 of 44, 283 yards. But once again, no touchdowns through two interceptions. You know, this was a game where it's like you're looking at it and, you know, he's making plays, but then he just makes that mistake. Yeah. And, you know, one of them, you know, he was getting hit in the end zone. It, was, it wasn't like the best pass, but I don't blame him for that one. But the other one just went right into the, into the defender's hands. Yeah, that, that was just not great. Yeah. <laughs> not, not great for Philadelphia. So let's start talking about the XFL playoffs real quick. We have two games this week. So uh, first one, it is going to be Arlington is at Houston on Saturday. I think we both know who's going to win this game. We both think we know. You know, maybe May, yeah, maybe, maybe Arlington upsets us. I don't see it happening. They played two times before. Houston's already won both the games. This game's at Houston. It's in the playoffs. We just saw last week these two teams play, and it wasn't close. I think Houston wins this game. I think they win it. You know, I don't think it's going to be close. Do I think Houston wins a championship? You know, right now I think both the teams from the north – Mm-hmm. Are better than both of these teams. We'll see. I just think it would have been so nice. I don't know exactly how the matchups would have worked, but it would have just been so nice if you had had St. Louis in here, other than Arlington, because then you would have had, you know, DC's nine and one, Seattle seven and three, St. Louis seven and three, Houston seven and three. You would have clearly had your four best teams in the playoffs. Arlington's just kind of sitting there, like, you know, we snuck in. Yeah. I don't see them doing anything in this game. It's at home. I got Houston winning this one. Yeah, I got to agree. Again, Arlington, they're 4-6 and six for a reason. So you, you look at the team with the losing record, you look at the team that even though they played in the weakest division I've ever seen in all football. Uh, <laughs> definitely close. <laughs> I mean, can you think of a worse one? Not right now. Yeah. Not right now, at least. Uh, but I got to go Houston. I think Houston, unfortunately, is going to be heading to San Antonio uh, for that championship game. And then we have Seattle at D.C. This one, I think we have a possible split. We might. For me, okay, so they play, both these teams have played twice as well. The last time they played in D.C. was week one. Mm-hmm. D.C. won that game. I believe it was by three points, might have been four. Um, but then they played again in Seattle a couple weeks ago. D.C. had a big lead. Seattle makes the comeback. D.C. still wins that game by, like, one point. Now – you have the rematch in the playoffs. D.C. home field. D.C. is the only team in the XFL mm-hmm. that is undefeated at home. Right. Only team. 5-0 at home. They did have the one loss to Orlando. They haven't played that good these last couple of weeks, but they already knew they were in the playoffs. To me, I think it's the home field. I think it's finally playoff time. I think they get their head back. I'm taking D.C. in this one. Unfortunately, D.C. has – I've seen way too many struggles from D.C., I do That's not fair. Think, That's I, fair. I don't think they shine under the lights. I'm going with the Sea Dragons. They are heading to San Antonio for that XFL championship. Yeah, so then we both have a split championship matchup. To me, I'm just looking at whoever wins the game out of the North, I think they win the championship. Mm. That's that's just me. That's but. fair. That's very fair. So then let's talk about 
Will SFL Week 3. So, 11.30 a.m. in Birmingham, Alabama. You can catch New Orleans at the Stallions. Man, this is a difficult game because, like, New Orleans, I think they're, this is, like, our, I think our first undefeated matchup so far this season. I, I, I can't I can't make a decision. I'm going to go Birmingham, but I think this is going to be – I think New Orleans is going to keep it real close. I think it's going to be a good game. I think, you know, that this game should be the game of the week like yeah. we were. This should be flex to prime time. It would be nice. I wish they would. It's going to be 1130 in the morning. We'll see how many people get out there. At least it's on Saturday. You know, it's not going to yeah. be on Sunday. It's not going to be during people going to church service or whatever. Yeah. Um, Birmingham, at home. New Orleans fans, if you're listening, I told you this last week. Get on the train. Drive up. It's not that far. Come out. Get a good atmosphere at least because Birmingham and New Orleans, you know, Birmingham and Memphis have a rivalry, mm-hmm. right, in all these other sports. In the USFL, Birmingham and New Orleans, that could, that could, if both these teams stay good, this could become like a good matchup to keep watching now. I'm going with Birmingham just, you know, with the home field. And mm-hmm. the way they looked last week, you know, to me, they're still – the best team in the USFL until I see otherwise. So, all right. Now we have a possible tank bowl: Memphis versus Houston. This will be at Memphis. So, with it being at Memphis, maybe you'll have you know the same fan support that you had week one. Mm-hmm. After seeing two weeks, and if they were watching the game this past weekend in Birmingham, where they were just completely. Uh, if you look at Twitter, they were very unhappy yeah, about yeah, the game. So. Hopefully they haven't turned their back on the team so far. Hopefully they come out so. and support it. But Memphis, it it, was, it just looked really bad. And yeah. Houston, they did not look good week one. They looked they, better week two. They looked better week two. I think they come out on top in this one. Just with, I, I don't see Memphis making that drastic of a change, you know, from last week to this week. I got to agree. I got to go with the Houston Gamblers. Uh, they're going to get their first win. Memphis is going to go 0-3, and, and Todd Haley is going to stare at everyone like, <laughs> did you see that picture? Yeah, it was, it was great. Yes. Uh, all right. Sunday, 11 a.m. this time around. So 12 Eastern. Uh, Pittsburgh is, in, is visiting Philadelphia at Ford Field. This is going to be the first USFL game in an in a NFL stadium in a long time. Uh, so this is going to be a little interesting. Pittsburgh, I, I don't see the improvements happening that quick. Also, you know, I liked, I liked their defense. You know, their defense has played pretty strong. Oh, yeah, the defense has been the, the yeah, yeah. Their offense cannot score, and until they show that they can score, I'm not really gonna pick them in any of these games. I'll be honest with you. Uh, maybe against Memphis when they play, but you know, we still got a little bit, so maybe we'll see. You know, who can improve? And but like Pittsburgh, if you lose this game. So this game, it's in Michigan. Obviously, Philadelphia is not going to have you know any kind of home field advantage with it over there. If they lose this game next week, if they play Birmingham, it's going to be in Ohio. So it's can't Ohio is a lot closer to Pittsburgh. Yes. So they can get the fan to travel out there. But Birmingham looks really good. They got Birmingham week four, week five. They play Michigan. It doesn't look good for them. Like yeah, they, I, th- I think <laughs> they finally play Memphis week six. So maybe that could be their first win. I don't think a four and six teams getting in the USFL playoffs. Yeah. Yes, but we'll see. we'll see. I'm gonna I'm still gonna go with Philadelphia in this one. Yeah, I I, I gotta go Philadelphia. It, it's just like yeah. All right, there we are. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, maybe maybe the Pittsburgh offense goes wild and they finally click, but 
they bring up Ben Roethlisberger out of retirement oh, and come play for the mall. If that happens, like, <laughs> like you, you, you would hear so many terrible chants. In the oh, yeah. Field. Oh, yeah. All right, and then finally, kicking off the Michigan Panthers' home field, New Jersey is playing Michigan. It uh, looks like that there, there's going to be a heck of a crowd there. It looks like they're at least filling up that lower bowl of Ford yeah. Field. I mean, you got to go Michigan with this, right? Yeah, you know, this could be – you know, I don't want to jump the gun, but if they're able to fill out the lower bowl like it like it's looking like, you know, this could be the fan support similar to how St. Louis has been. Now St. Louis got thirty thousand, you know, plus in every single home game. I don't know if they'll get that kind of crowd support up there. You know, at least they do have an NFL team, but it, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to see fans actually come out, fill up the stadium. You know, even with the games that have been had good crowds, like in Birmingham or the first game in Memphis. You know, there's still sections that are marked off to where you know they don't want anybody to sit, uh, like in the end zones in Birmingham and whatnot. Michigan looks good. I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, home field advantage, crowd support, first game in Michigan for them. I don't really think New Jersey's all that good right now. You know? Yeah, because they, 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 New Jersey keeps doing that two-quarterback system. Yeah. And it showed very much during the Pittsburgh game. Uh, just just stick with Dakota. It's just yeah. Johnson, good guy, but it's just like put him in for rushing plays if you're trying to go for a QB rush. Yeah, so like with last week, New Jersey playing Pittsburgh, like we were saying, Pittsburgh's defense was able to keep it close. I don't know. We'll see how Michigan's defense plays against it, but like – if you you were close until like the last ten minutes, maybe even less against Pittsburgh, I don't. I'm not going to pick you to beat yeah. <laughs> Michigan, especially in a game at home. Yeah, I got to go with that. All right. Well, that wraps up our uh, alt football talk for this week. Of course, been your host Carson Keel, joined by Adam Hamrai, and we'll see you next time. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.